You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar show here at the Comedy Cellar on channel Sirius XM channel 99. I'm here as always with Mr. Dan Natterman. Hello, Daniel. How do you do, sir? What's what's up with you? Well, first of all, as you know, uh, the night of this recording, it is the Yom Kippur. The fast is just ending uh, right about now, and I'm going to have a sip of water to break the you fast. You fast? I fasted not entirely. I started late. I started about 10 p.m. You're supposed to start at like 7 or 6 p.m. last night. But, but you don't believe in God. <laughs> I, that is correct. But I, what I do believe in is the need to suffer. And for some reason, I think... It's Nothing like a, more I, Jewish than that. I think it's a good exercise in self-discipline and just a, sort of a good exercise in um, reminding us that not everybody has food and, and what hunger is and what it feels like a little bit. And I think it's a good lesson. So I do it every year. I, tr- I think about every day. I, I think you're just trying to like one day a year think about it so you don't have to think about it the rest of the year. But I think if there's a God, he's getting a good chuckle out of you, Dan. All right. Uh, also, we have, uh, I mean, you can imagine like God, like he knows that Dan doesn't believe in him. <laughs> yet Dan is doing the stuff that he asks of him. I mean, well, we don't, hate, we don't it, hate to question. It's the only well, thing that I do of a religious means, right? nature because a, I do think it's a good it's a good exercise even yeah. even beyond the religion and even also if it's you just, think it's bullshit. I do feel guilty I t- it's been it's just weird how things get inculcated in you Actually, uh, I, I want to tell you something about that in a second. You know, me, and even though you don't believe it, you do it anyway. But uh, Jeff Leach, uh, did they give me a bio on Jeff Leach? No. Well, Jeff Leach, one of our uh, yes, he has a bio right here, hailing from the UK. Oh, I see. Hail, oh, it hailing from the UK, Jeff Leach is an international comedian and film actor. He was a regular on BBC Comedy. And he's one of, and he's the host of the podcast Savage Snowflake. He produces and hosts the End of the World Show and Stand Up Synonymous. And our producer, producer Periel Ashenbrand. Ashenbrand. Just, I mean, it's just like never gonna get it say, right. Say it exactly. Right. <laughs> he knows how to like say it. It's Have you ever considered pre-recording the intro? <laughs> Is it Ashenbrand? Yeah. It's and Ashen Ashen that doesn't it's, sound like the way it was said in the old country to me. All right. Anyway, I, I doubt. Ashenbrand. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I. And, I said. and right Dorman was probably Dvarman. Dvarman. Yeah. Anyway, and finally, Hari Zaid. Did I say it right? Ziad. Ziad. Uh, Hari Ziad. You know, uh, Rashida. Tlaib is spelled T-L-A-I-B, and everybody calls it Talib, but I'm sure it's Tlaib. And I, I was so sensitive. I mean, you can't even get I, my and, name right. And then I read this wrong. <laughs> I'm here Har- every day. Hari Ziad is a screenwriter and the author of Black Boy Out of Time, set to be published in 2021. They are also the editor-in-chief of Race Bader and the managing editor of Black Youth Project. Welcome. Thank you. I invited you on because... and I. Um, you wrote an article that said that tipping is racist. Uh, more or less. Yeah. yeah. And you mean you know, tipping as in tipping at wait- a restaurant? Yeah, tipping at a restaurant <laughs> is, is racist. Could you keep your voices down? Because the wait staff here look uh, very <laughs> angry right now. And I was fascinated by this article. And, you know, of course, we, we have a restaurant here and people are, are tipped. And um, um, I, don't, I don't think that makes us racist. But... Um, it's an interesting article. So do you want to tell the, the people um, a little bit about that? Why is tipping yeah, racist? Yeah. Um, Talk so a little closer in the mic if you don't mind. Or maybe I'll just turn off your mic. Go ahead, talk. I'll show you up. Getting it. Uh, so, yeah, more so saying that the um, institution of tipping as a labor practice um, influences how wait staff interact with black customers. There are studies on this that show that they're linked to racism. I don't think the actual uh, process of giving someone money, if they do a good job, is in and of itself racist. Um, so I was just arguing about in that piece how, especially for me as I grew up not having um, the means really to go out and eat out, um, learning tipping culture, um, and then kind of getting forced into that as I came to New York um, and seeing how that plays out and, and trying to overcompensate um, a lot of times is what happens when black folks, especially when they first get into the middle class, they do that. And the toll that that takes on you as a black person of like always feeling you have to overcompensate for something that you didn't uh, have any hand in. And in this piece, I talk about a specific instance, um, which is just one instance, but I've, I've had this a lot with wait staff who was, might assume 
that if you're a black person, you don't tip a certain way, um, and how that bleeds into these interactions as well. So it's not necessarily that giving money to a waiter or being nice to your waiter is, your waiter is racist, um, but the entire institution of uh, tipping, and this is actually a historical uh, fact as well, goes back to uh, racism. It was actually a way initially to um, not have to pay black uh, wait staff as much um, because tips were how most people got their money. So just historically, though, that's hey, can what I, can I, I What do they historically do? Were they, did, they not, did they not tip uh, wait staff of color and they would tip wait staff right. who were white? That was historically what happened, yes. was it? Yeah. In where? In, this is in New York. This is, uh, I mean, I, I think this is just like the, the beginnings of the labor practice of tipping. Okay, now can I ask you, without being, appearing to be too challenging, where, where did you determine that fact? Because it seems to me that tipping as an institution, maybe not for waitresses, but tipping in general, is a worldwide thing. Where, where, where is it that, where did you learn that, and, and we're not the only country even that tips waiters. Right, right, right. Uh, Countries with single race countries, some of them have traditions of tipping as well. Yeah. So where did you learn? Where Where did you? So learn in in establishing, so you, you know that in a lot of places, um, you don't have to pay wait staff minimum wage because it is um, assumed that that will be offset by tips. And so the fact that you can pay uh, service uh, industry folks. With tips is a pro is a process that came about through racism. Okay, just so you wrote about this minimum wage, and I and I took issue with it because we do have to pay them minimum wage. It's a lower minimum wage, mm -hmm. and the reason is because they make like three times more than the minimum wage in tips. So, I like I don't even know why. To be frank, I don't know why we have to pay them anything. Like the the waitresses on average are the highest earning people that work here in in this venue yeah, yeah in, in in most places in, i mean I, I don't know about every place yeah, but wait, wait, waiting tables is a pretty good job especially generally. in new york it can be especially really york, yeah so and if you believe in the concept of a minimum wage if you believe that everybody should make 15 dollars an hour 15 dollars mm -hmm. an hour then if you know the waitresses, and don't forget, most of the tips now are, are in credit cards, so you know exactly what they're making. Or even if you were just going to do it just by credit cards, right, so you right, don't have right. to take any cash, um, make any assumptions. If you know the waitress made $100 in a five-hour shift on her credit card tips, uh, why should you have to pay her an extra 10 bucks an hour? For In tips? Yeah, well, in, other, in other words, if she's making... Above the minimum wage, just in tips, why should the employer then be required to pay her? Why can't the employer just be re required to pay her the difference between what she earned in tips and the minimum well, wage? Well, the, the, the point is that it shouldn't be based on someone's discretion. So if you want to pay wait staff well, which I think we all should, and you're saying that you do, and that's great. No, I don't. I pay, them, I pay them the minimum wage. because But they make, you know, over $1,000 a week. But you don't want to pay them well. I don't, I don't, no, I'm saying they make, they, I don't, they make very good money. Right, right, and tables. so if we want to keep that the same and we won't, we don't want that to change based on uh, factors like someone's race or someone's gender, then it should be a standard pay, like so it is you, in every other. Rather, but what he's saying is rather, it's a bad system. It should be like in Europe where wait staff gets paid a decent salary and customers don't tip. Okay, but here, Danny Meyer's restaurants... Um, Which, by the way, is not factually correct. We still tip in Europe. We just we tip less, on right? top. Yeah. Uh, a little bit less, 10, 15% generally. But I mean, we still tip even though a lot of those tips, I'll actually ask in a restaurant, well, does this go to the wait staff or does this go to the to the venue? But you don't have many black waiters there. In where, in Europe? Yeah. Oh, in London, yeah, you do. I was like making a joke about it being racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in Sweden, yeah, you'd be hard-pushed to find... You know. so, so Danny Meyer's restaurants, uh, um, he, they, they eliminated, they elim <laughs> no, he eliminated tipping. And uh, he lost a huge number of his staff. He's having trouble there. He was, I've read a few articles about it. They're having trouble holding on to waiters and waitresses because they make way more money yeah, I was going to say, if you presented the, the option well, to then he staff. could then he could... He could augment their salary, and he would also have to uh, raise the price of the dishes. I mean, the, the customer. Yeah, but, but he can't. Uh, yeah, he could, but. And it, and there have been. I'm just saying, it's really exposing how how tipping is not oppressive to the staff. That they 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 do well by the tipping. 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and again, this is situation by situation. There have also been um, many restaurants, and I, I don't, I don't study this. I'm not an academic that does this, but there have been other restaurants that have done gone through this process, um, and that has been actually led by the wait staff who've created this because they want standard tips. Um, for the entire staff. So I think it depends. And like you said, you have to augment it properly. Um, ultimately, it should be about equal. But what we don't want, or what I don't want, um, and what I was arguing in this piece, is for it to be up to the customer's discretion who gets paid what. You're saying because that would result potentially in African-American wait staff getting less no, from customers. No, he's worried about the African-American customers being treated bad by the waiters. No, right? no, I mean, in the piece I'm talking about that, but, I, but I'm also talking about the staff. I mean, ultimately, I tie it back to it being a labor issue, and that is what happens. There have been studies that show that. That black waiters and waitresses get tipped less? Yeah, and this isn't, um, a lot of staff will share their tips, so it doesn't always affect it the same way, but um, that has been shown in studies. I, I can believe it because I think that, like, w w women that you're sexually attracted to, you're probably going to give a bigger tip to. Right. And if you're into white women, then that's an advantage for them. Example, yeah. So, so I, I can believe that that's there are differences. That's why exclusively eat Caribbean restaurants, Dan. Now, but now Jeff Leach, <laughs> of course, you prefer black women. <laughs> I don't prefer any type of woman. I prefer beautiful, intelligent, talented, created women. With dark skin. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Gnome, we have a penchant, should we say, but I don't think, uh, I don't exclusively only date women of color. I've dated lots of white girls as well. Much, but, much to my misery. But do you find yourself tipping uh, at restaurants based on no, I attraction? Based on, no, I tip solely based on the service that I'm given. But I, I generally, I feel that, um, and this is, this is uh, maybe this is another racial element into it, but as a, a white European, I've always been taught, especially when I came to American, America, that you have to tip 20%. You tip everyone 20% unless someone does a bad job. I could go into any of the diners up and down, you know, one of the main streets here where people are like, hey, there's your eggs, enjoy your fucking hash browns. And I'd still give that guy 20% because I'd be, he probably lives on those tips that he receives he or does. she. Well, is it 20% now? Black, I mean, it was 15% when I was a kid. Now it's sort of 18%. It's, it's 20%, confusing. Dan. Huh? <laughs> it's 20%? <laughs> since, since when? <laughs> the Goyam switched to 20% of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when they give you a check, they give you three suggested tips. Yes. And it yes. starts at 18%, and then I think they give you 20, whatever they give you, but but they don't even, but 15% is not even listed. This is a classic but, psychological framing effect. They, they give you three numbers. The taxis do it. They, they say, how well are you 25, doing? 30, or 35%, yeah. and you pick one of them. Even though well, you, you can you, also pick your own. Right, right, but the point is that they, they put it in your head, and you feel like a jackass if you don't. And the automated options are often those high percentages That's what where I'm if saying, you want to yeah. put your own in, you have to actually type it in. So it sounds like yeah. you all are also saying that it would be easier if it was just a standard, right? I mean, not necessarily easier. I think you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to push that through with the staff themselves. If you went to, oh, I, I'm not sure which studies you've read to show those facts and figures about you know people of color in wait staff being paid less. So it'd be interesting to read those. But I think if you did another round of studies amongst uh, restaurants and businesses with wait staff and asked them, would they want to standardize or would they rather take what comes on the night? You'd find most of them would say, we'd rather just keep how it's coming in right now than well, the money how it's coming listen, in right now. I think. I don't know. I yeah, know. no. I, I mean, the... the um, well, they'd be it, under less pressure to be to smile and, and, and you know... Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's, it's astounding how much more money some waiters and waitresses make than others. What do you attribute and, that to? They do a way better job. Yeah, ability. Surely it's about ability and enjoyment. In, including, by the way, I mean, I, I, this is New York, so it's like including like Linda, who's a who's a black waitress who worked here for a long time. She's she makes one of the highest amounts in tips. That, but I guess, you know, uh, you, one of the nicest you, you wouldn't compare planet, New York City you know? comedy I, clubs I, racial attitudes to like what you might find in a. I think it's diner. personality more than how good a job you're doing. I mean, how good a job can you do? Here's the. Here's the I food. mean, you can do. I waited tables for years. You can do an amazing job but, but, or a terrible job. Yeah, but I think I think that the the potential difference is far greater in personality than in yeah. how good a job you do. I mean, you can really have a good personality. Okay, so uh, let but me. You tell you can do. But how great! You can't do such a great job. Come, oh my God! This waitress did. Nobody's no, but ever. You can do a terrible job. You can do a terrible okay. job. So have you we, ever been to a Benny Hanna? Have you seen what they do? Well, they that's, that's a performance. That's a whole different method. thing. Well, I mean, but that's come on, that deserves a little them. extra, right? That's a thirty. Yeah, but that's not. Right that's a very uh, rare thing. Okay. Most most restaurants don't have that. Also, I've seen very unattractive. I hate to use unattractive 
waitresses subjectively to you <laughs> subjectively to me <laughs> i'm covering uh, it and, and, you know, with non-symmetrical features and a non-golden mean ratio of hip to bust Extre- extremely <laughs> overweight you know mm-hmm. just just not you know they've done studies or or or, or an old a guy who was in his 60s you know um a, a dude in his 60s who was not attractive and they were consistently the highest earning servers so um, yeah, I I, you- i'm very skeptical that any that that the non-meritorious factors are nearly as I- impactful as you might think. Yeah, of well, course, a dude's gonna tip tip a hot waitress uh, just because you know he tips a hot waitress. Impressive, yeah. But on as as it evens out over the course of a year, I think that the way the people who do a really good job make better money always, well, no matter what I they mean, look like. The great thing is that there are actual people who've studied it, so we don't have to make that conjuncture. He's calling your uh, bullshit. There's nobody studied this. <laughs> there, yeah, I'm, there's, I can actually, afterwards, I'll send you, I'll come up, yeah, I'll send you There's a study for everything. Who operated those studies, and have they, have they taken a, we, a cross-section of all More you know, than 50% of studies and say that. More than 50% of, more than 50% of peer-reviewed studies, not just anybody's shows, 50% well, of peer-reviewed studies cannot be well, replicated. It's, it's, I can well, test that you, fact. Where'd you get that from? Yeah. It's food no, for thought, but Noam, as an own, as a owner, would it be better or worse for you or or neither uh, to go to move to a non-tipping system? Well, if, if, if everybody moved to a non-tipping system together, then everybody would have to just increase the price of their dishes by 20%. Every, every, just raise every price by 20% and give it to the waitress, and then I, I wouldn't care. Do you, do you think psychologically, if a customer saw a higher price of a dish, even knowing he didn't have to tip, that would affect... Uh, that would affect him in the, sh- yeah. in the short run, but then they get used to it because you know, in the end, they wouldn't be paying any more than they did the day before. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be, uh, it's easy enough. I think I don't think it'd be better for business, and I don't think it would be better for people going to work in. I mean, going to eat in businesses. Isn't the tipping system, uh, it, it, for at least for service industry, a little bit like? any other industry you get paid a higher wage the better you get at that job the more effort you put into it uh, it's just a more readily available sign that you're doing a great job i know that when someone does great service they get a big tip well, it feels good if if you work harder usually you it's your material, boss you get you, usually it's your you know? boss that makes that decision you know you don't tip an airline pilot but if but if the airline thinks they're doing a good job they'll promote them there you go. So, so it's, but it's, it's, it's not the way. customer that generally decides your salary i see what you're saying okay um <laughs> Yeah, but there are, so there it is, are, an, it is at the very least, an unusual system. There aren't that many professions uh, uh, like waitressing. I don't know. I, I mean, oh, this is the thing. I, I, know, I guess it's racist. I mean, I don't, I don't actually believe it's racist, but leaving, leaving that just to the side, um, just like it, it, it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. This is a system which all over the world, for some reason, people stick to a system of tipping, you know? And uh, I think it's going to be stay with. I think there's some wisdom in it that is not apparent to us, but must be there because it's lingered on for so long that it hasn't been disposed of anywhere, as far as I know. I think what I think would be a fact if you uh, eradicated tipping altogether, you would see a massive decrease in the ability of waitstaff. People would just not try as hard because. But know then they your don't boss could say, "Hey, we're getting complaints about you. You're fired." Okay, so it's the same. Hold on, hold on, the same absolutely. system that the comics. Can I just say the comics? We don't get tipped by the audience, but if we're not killing, then okay. SD will stop using us. There so is, there so is, the boss is making that decision instead of the customer. No, no, no. What do you mean, no? There's you, a much, you're not going to not stop using us if we don't kill? There's a nut, yes, but there's a much better analogy for tipping, which is salesmen. Salesmen make commission. Right. And that goes way beyond wages. I mean, that's everywhere. And tipping, in, in essence, is commission for sales. And waitresses who give good service and are available more and able to get more reorders and there when people want extra drinks and all that stuff. And I'm putting it that way because a lot of businesses encourage the waiters to um, go out and try to drum up business. But the truth is, we don't do that here and it's not even necessary. The biggest factor in checks being lower is that you can't get the fucking waitress when you want her. We've all been through this. You know, you finish your drink and you don't see her for another 20 minutes. Sure. And, and by not coming back to the table when she should, uh, she's making less money. Her, com- her commission on sales goes down. And if you eliminate tipping, it's the same as a car dealership in a certain way eliminating commission on sales for the cars. Or anything. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mess. Uh, I mean, I think 
I think those are different in that salesmen are selling specialized things you don't necessarily always need. When you're going out to eat, you're coming for Every one specific thing. Every salesman makes commission. Yeah, yeah, but also, sorry, I, I but wouldn't coming to a restaurant is a special is a speciality that you don't necessarily. Well, need. but the you women aren't home, selling the food; they're coming to buy yeah. the food, and you just happen to be that you're like the analogy might be the cashier. They're coming to buy the food, well, the and you're there to the take car. the order. The car, no, no, but he's selling the car. The waitress they're is not selling sell- the food. Try the well, specials. You got yeah, exactly the same thing. To an extent. To an extent, they're selling the food, but usually you come in and you order, and they happen and 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 they happen to be there to take your order right. and to deliver the food. But they're not they're not saying they're not coming to your table and saying. Are you going to the car Are you trying to pay high prices for a cheeseburger? I've got right. a deal for you. This cheeseburger, this handy dandy cheeseburger. That's that's one kind of salesman. Every salesman, even even high end, even good corporate thing where they're selling books to libraries or something. My my, my they're, okay, Mike, you play they're paid on commission because everybody knows if you're not if you're not paid on commission, why would you like that's what's your incentive to, to sell? Sure. I mean, but these are well, the I don't ways. see wages as a salespeople, but 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 uh, there is a component, but uh, I think a small one. But in any case, her what's a waitress's motivation besides the honor of her job to get to that table every second she can be there? So she could but take that's not orders. A sales job. Yes, it's direct, I'm saying it's directly related to the se- her orders. She, she knows the more she sells, the more she she goes home with. Yeah. And if and if you take that, remove that from the equation, she'll check her text messages. But the thing is, there should be an objective person who's determining that. Like you said, there are bosses, there are systems. You can look at the end of the night. Say these are the tables. You can even, if you want, give feedback. Um, implement a system where you can get feedback for a waitress job. Well, here's what you liberals then, have done to us. <laughs> I, I, you're, in a perfect, in a, in a, in, even in a semi-imperfect world, uh, that might be plausible. But the fact is, you can't fire anybody for anything anymore. You, you think I'm gonna go up to a, a, uh, can I, can I, can I speak like really like outrageously? Like, if I, you think I'm gonna go up to a waiter who identifies as they, and fire them? And cl- because they were, because the customers complained they couldn't get service, I'm going to be so scared. There's, I'm so scared to fire anybody because of the immediate accusation that I was firing them, not for the reason that I say, which is always the reason, but because of some thing that they decided that that was, was some bigotry or some some improper motive that they're going to attribute to me. It's it. But, I mean, that, that's you're where also New York fully, is going. You're, you're fully with it, not in New York, but in most places, fully within the law to fire people based on their sexual identification. So in most cases, that's not the case. Right, but the you, but Supreme you, Court case right now that they're hearing is they're probably going to make it completely legal to fire trans people. So. Yeah, that would be terrible if they do that. I mean, the, I don't know what the Constitution actually says about it, but... Um, and gay people, not just trans people, both, Yeah, people right? get fired all the time. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm well, sure I've I been mean, fired. If, if you want to go into that, so... <laughs> Listen, I, I don't support, though. I think everybody knows, I don't support firing anybody because they're gay or they're trans, God forbid. But they're basing this on a law, and the law um, only says about you can't fire a woman or you can't fire somebody because of their sex. And that's what they, that's the law they passed. And now they're trying to say that the law goes beyond that. And that's probably not a strong legal argument. I'm not, I haven't really looked into it, but that's not a strong constitutional argument. The legislature is supposed to make the laws. That's our system, and they are perfectly able to pass a law saying it's illegal to fire anybody based on sexual orientation, or gender, or how they identify, or whatever it is. Is that going to apply to hiring as well? That you you can't be hired purely based upon your gender? Yeah, sexuality I, I mean, I think I think they really should race. pass that kind of law. And look, if the Supreme Court reads it into the law, you know, I'm not going to object to it because you know they're just going to pocket the. The the hap- I mean I'm happy with the outcome so I'm you know what are you gonna do but if I if you held a gun to my head and you wanted me to be perfectly logical about it I'm like well I, you know I don't know there's a, we have a legislature and we have a court system and quite often we hate the court because they don't come out with the policy decision that we would like but that's not what they decide. Fortunately, within another year, this won't even matter because let's be real, right? Most weight staff are out of work performers trying to become actors or comics or musicians. And then right now... In New York, they are. Not in every other part of the country. Everywhere. No, not in in Indianapolis. I'm just fucking around, Dan. I mean, it's all right. You can jump down every... It's all right. And then now, based on all the emails I get, every role I go up for... Is, is normally met with a response of, we've actually changed this now, we're only taking diverse 
bookings. So within another year, everyone who's a wait staff of color or female or trans or gay will be in Hollywood anyway. Well, are you, are you, are you, so there'll are, be only, only white straight men left do, in work. Do you in, hear in this wait, white wait man? <laughs> do you hear this white privileged man? Not just it's privileged over, by white, but privileged by being handsome, complaining that he can't get work because he's only, white? I'm only here to see if you actually have any wait staff jobs available because it's... So, so this is interesting. So Hollywood what do, has nothing what, for me. Right? When you hear a guy like that complaining about the fact that he's being discriminated against because he's white, I mean, poking oh. fun at a situation rather than complaining no, about it, but yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, let's be honest. Let's, it's let's, frustrating. Let's, I'm, not, I'm not complaining yeah, let's, about let's, it. Let's it's be frustrating, very honest. yeah. I, I'll be very honest. So, so you're complaining about it, and frankly, I've heard this from many people. Mm. Many people. The agencies will I've tell heard you it directly from, now. I've heard it from camera people. I've heard it from stagehands. I've heard it from writers. I've heard it from many, many people. Yeah, it's an industry-wide yeah. So. Push, you know? How, so I'm presuming that you're on the other side of that uh, political debate. What would you say to him to make him understand why he shouldn't be bothered by that? I mean, I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, there's still... You want still, to care about your situation, right? I, I don't care if you care about it, but it's still... Um, there. It's the See, that's problematic for me. I mean, I'm, getting, also, the, I'm also, by the way, a left politically leaning yeah. democratic liberal no, and but it's no, really, but no. really no no but it's really problematic for me to hear that whether we're joking I'm jesting obviously about with what I'm saying but it is frustrating you're not jesting no, don't no. own it I'm jesting Why about would you be I'm jesting? jesting about the idea that people of colour and trans people are never going to be working in, oh no in, but you're not jesting about anymore. the fact that I'm not jesting about the you. fact that, that it frustrates me but how do you think everybody else job. feels What's I mean everybody else has been feeling like that for their entire lives relax angry woman at the end of the table just let me finish my point and I'll tell you don't call me uh, that. One at a time. Mean, one you're being, no, you're being no, very you defensive so frustrating to me. One at a time. I'm not, being, I'm not angry, angry at all. Well, then let me finish my point and I'll explain. You won't even have to ask that question. I think it's wonderful to see the diver diversification of every industry. It would be great to see people of uh, diverse nature getting a fair and equal chance at every job. And I think that has to apply to everyone who goes up for that job. Um, at the moment, we're not in a... We're, no, we're no in, by no means in a, in a situation where white male, uh, straight men are dominating the, the performance space and the, the performance and what? entertainment industry. We're not. Okay. We're well, not uh, I, no, no, okay. no. And there's that's, studies that's to prove it. That's people not based on any... Far more. No, 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 it no, is. It's based on, on what the... You they know, it's based on the number of programs. Hang on, let me You guys are getting point. your studies from I the same place. Very calmly <laughs> when you sit, when you talk to me. It is shown it's through the number of shows that have been commissioned, that have gone beyond pilot stage, to being on TV. It's... Factually correct, there are more people of We're color or females in those protagonist roles than there are white straight men now. That is now. And a how fact. long has that protagonist been going on? It, Listen, I'm not saying, but but hang on a sec, hang on a sec. That's the, to suggest that oh, it's all right if white dudes don't get any opportunities for Nobody, the next thirty no, I'm years not because saying that. black people uh, or women. He's been do, talking. You know? oh, shut up, Jeff. Let a woman talk. But it's frustrating to hear someone who's campaigning for the equality of all people, which, by the way, is what I would like to see happen in the world. I, I, I do, you don't have to look any further than my own home to understand that because my girlfriend is a woman of color who I respect and admire and want to see her get all the opportunities she deserves that she hasn't necessarily got in the past and because who, of her And who card. hired her? Oh, the best man in the I world. I did, I did. Go ahead, go um, ahead. But it's very frustrating to be pushing constantly for the equality of all people, all genders, all races, and then here's someone who professes to be for equality go, but I don't care about your situation. That's really frustrating because I do care about your situation and I care about everyone's situation. And it's a very frustrating time right but now. You, now, that doesn't you, make... I'm not angry. Okay, Jeff, just you, 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 you said your point. Go but ahead. But you oh. can acknowledge that straight white men... In, can I finish my sentence? <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You can, um, You can acknowledge that, like, for... I mean, since, like, the beginning of right, Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight white men have had all of the opportunities and made well, the gay all men were of in the, the money. Yeah, yeah, well, that okay, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, and so now it might be frustrating for you or somebody like you, mm. but everybody else has been feeling like Perriel, that. This is such a weak argument. Why is it a weak argument? Because it implies that people are not born innocent. It implies that Jeff is somehow that there's this some. This has nothing to do with I'm, Jeff. I'm, let though. me answer. But it does. It absolutely let does. Let me do. answer. It implies that a white kid born in 1990 
somehow. Jeff was born. A, a I was going to say bless you, eighty-four. But I'll take it. I'll take it. That's my stage age. That 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 a, that a white kid is not born innocent. He's born with the obligations and the guilt of what. Oh no! I have to about how other white people other have been advantaged. Did, Rather than we're all human beings and it's wrong to discriminate against anybody. We're saying now, no, it's not wrong to discriminate against anybody. It's now okay to discriminate against these people yeah. because for a while we were discriminating against those people. So what, how does that how does that's that all, how does that ever, that's exactly what you said? No, it's not. I mean, well, it's hold on, hold on. I'm not getting up. That's exactly what you're saying because no, you're not. saying to him. That's not he's what I said. He's complaining. He says, you know what? People tell me they don't want to hire me because I'm white. I'm, I'm, and you say to him, well, yeah, because. When Hollywood started, all the white guys were getting the job, so you you shouldn't have a beef with that. I never as said you shouldn't have a beef with that. As opposed, as opposed to explaining that. to him why it's okay for people to tell you that they're not going to hire you. Why it's because we talked about this many times. Because at some point, listen, I, I, I'm sure I've said this before. We used to have a dream, a a common national goal, which was Martin Luther King's dream: content of your character, and that was where we were all going. That is clearly not the dream anymore, and this new Harvard decision is is uh, a perfect example. The dream now is to count everybody up by their skin color, by their sex, by who they say they want to sleep with, by who, what, what, what gender, and then we have to then lay that into plot that and make sure that we have x x number of each things, and that's not the content of your character at all. And I, yeah, that really bothers me. Not that I'm particularly impacted by it in my life, but I, but I, I don't think. I mean, maybe this is this is I'm speaking out of turn, but I, I like to think that if I were black, I would not feel that I wanted that to happen to to other people. I, I would like to think that if I were black, I would say to myself, they did this to me and my people for years. I don't want to do that to anybody else. That, but okay, but yeah, yeah. That me saying that that's not what I'm caring about is not me saying that I. I was referring want, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point isn't that you have to suffer or whatever. And if it was, the suffering compared, like you said, to what has been happening, it's not even comparable. But the point is that there are still structures in place that allow folks, straight white men, um, to continue most of the money in Hollywood going to a certain group of people. There's no two, five, ten years of casting a lead of color that's going to change that anytime soon. And so what I do care about is thinking about how do we shift that so that we could get to a place where that doesn't matter. Um, but we're not anywhere near that. Do, do you agree so. that the money in Hollywood goes to the people who put people in the seats? I mean, Eddie Murphy years ago was making $20 million a picture um, at, at a time of very little diversity because he would, people, any, any Eddie Murphy movie was going to sell out of the box office. Who gets paid in show business or on the TV news or anything beyond um, the, the, the audience they attract? But who gets a, who gets the chance to get that stage in the first place? Well, I mean, for a long time it was it was stacked, but I think right I mean, it's now still, it's still stacked. I mean, I work I don't in know, I, I work in TV too. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's I just my that. wife's viewing habits. But i every day when I go home. There's there's another yet another miniseries on cable <laughs> featuring people of color and uh, I mean, that's it's, great. It's pretty, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, no, it is. <laughs> hold on, it is great. I you, hope you don't think I'm th I'm complaining about it. It's great. I love to see America becoming that. But I don't think we should ever then cross the line and to say that, yet it's okay to say that I'm not hiring a black cameraman this week. I'm not hiring a white cameraman. I need a black cameraman. Yeah, I know you have a great resume. I know you're a great cameraman, but I need a black cameraman. I, 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 listen, I'll tell you what I, have very, I, have, I have a very, very diverse staff and a very, very diverse um, roster of comedians. This this week in Vegas, I think we have four black comedians and a Puerto Rican, uh, four four blacks and a Puerto Rican on the show or something like that, in in one show in Vegas. Um, but I so I, and it happened. But I I will not I will not hire somebody or not hire somebody based on their skin color. I'm just not going to do it. And, well, and do you think that you're unique in that that no. you are. You all, it is incredibly diverse, but I don't think all places are like that. And you hear people saying all the time that comedy is filled 
with a lot of straight white guys, and it's been harder for other people to get ahead. Back when my wait, father wait. was alive, the black the black comics were dominating. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, uh, but you're uh, Richard Pryor. Like super, wait, that's like the highest level. In the club, still Greer Barnes. I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, it was. It was. No, there, there was Def Jam comedy. Also, people like to people like to equate what has been seen previously on television as what is the extent of what comedy is. There are so many black comedy rooms exclusively booking black comics all over the fucking world. And that's great. Create your own shit. Create your own market. Create, have, if there's an audience who wants to watch only black comedy, create that. Right now, I don't get angry when I see a show. My friend Jeannie Yashere has got a show right now she's that's amazing. blowing yeah, up. Huge. She's God amazing. loves Abishola. It's an African-derived yeah, you know, yeah. story. And she's but doing it's great. the and first Nigerian can I just say character on TV, okay. right? Oh, so I'm not angry about... Wait, Jeff, one second. Because you guys are mixing stuff, and, and the, viewer might, the, the listeners might get confused. Talking about stand-up comedy in the, in the clubs is one thing. Now, I'm not talking about getting leading man roles in TV shows and movies. That has not been... That has been difficult for, for black people to break through and may continue to be. I'm no expert Not on for the last two well, years. But, yes, but no, I'm just saying, not, in comedy, comedy correct. was a very early... Flip Wilson, Bill Cosby, these guys, these black comedians had TV shows in the 60s. Uh, uh, this, so, so for whatever reason, stand-up comedy was one of the easier and quickest adopters uh, of, of uh, you know, non-racist, or diversity, whatever it is. But other things, well, no. We used to be a, a, an art and a craft that used to give a voice to well, everyone. Now, what, what, about, idea, right? what about the fact that do do studios uh, have the right to um, say to themselves, "We think a white guy is going to uh, bring in more box office." We've done the numbers. We've done the market no, research. They should bring in the best actor and the the person well, who can sell. And, and if but, they want to bring in someone who sells tickets, no, they don't need to bring in the best actor. They need to bring in the person who sells tickets. So is it racist? <laughs> is it racist to say I'm producing the next James Bond and I've done some market research and I've I've learned from my market research that the public wants a white James Bond. Am I racist then for saying we're not going to consider a black James no, Bond? No, the public's racist. <laughs> right, but um, we saw what happened with... James not racist. James Bond is white. <laughs> we saw what happened with, um, with Black Panther and films like this that we thought would never have as big of audiences as they it's about well, time. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you that studios need to reconsider their position that black uh, and, and Asian leading men won't fill seats, but is it racist for them... Try to try to maximize their profits by by factoring that in. You know, it's, it's capitalism. It's I mean, capitalism. I, I it's not racism. But I th and I think in that same way, it's also capitalism. To now that you see that there is a pining for these type of shows, it's coming back the other way. And so you know, I, I we think, get rid of capitalism. I think Studio has maybe the least racist people out there. They just want money. No, 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 no. I, I, I think I, a lot of these studios are virtue signaling, and they don't even they don't even commission. This is what I I've said. No, wait, hold on. Anything. Well, hold can, on. I, can I get this one point out? Because it's really there's so many wonderfully talented black comedians, black actors, a number of which I either know or I'm friends with or I'm aware of because I've seen them perform. And they don't get opportunities because these studios are not booking the best talent. They're not booking the best black actor. They're booking as someone who's been on 12 other shows and it's easy for them. So they're not booking okay. based on talent so, or, so let me, you know, let me, Right, but they're also not booking because they're full of hatred. Hold they're on. just they're doing what they, they wanna, think they is going to make them the most money hold on. and they may be wrong. They want to sit hold. in a shareholders meeting and go, look at us, aren't we great? Well, we booked a few black yeah. shows in and we got that person. Jeff, you know that. It's like it's so, bullshit. It's like so, virtue signaling, not real... You're going to finish? Yeah, I'm just very frustrated. <laughs> he trails so. off. But I had a coffee. <laughs> I had a coffee. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a car with bad gas. You turn it off. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, the, the, I don't, you know, racism is a word that's bandied about uh, very bluntly, and it's not a very precise meaning. I do think the following is true. that, For instance, Seinfeld, the studio executives, probably Jews, many of them, didn't think that such a Jewy show could have mass appeal. So they were very cautious about it. And you see this happening over and over again. And they, they underestimate middle America's uh, uh, lack of concern for who's entertaining them as long as they're entertained. Now, I don't think that's because that's not, that's not anti-Semitism, but it amounts to a barrier or did amount to a barrier to Jews because they were miscalculating 
based on race. I don't, it does not indicate any, and I think that, that, that we, but I think we really are on the tail end of learning these lessons as a society. Right. I mean, when I'm talking about racism, I'm not talking about an individual person's animus. I'm talking about, like you said, the effect and the barriers that come up. And so if we're going to change racism, and again, when I'm talking about it, I'm talking about system-wide, then you have to change the way that the systems work. Um, so it's not about whether or not someone has any personal animus, but we have to change the way things work if we want to strip down these barriers. I'd be interested to know how you think the system of entertainment and booking for TV and film, for instance, should work. What, what you think would be a more fair and equal way to approach that process of... I mean, I think I agree with what you said about this. It's not about having the best talent. Um, there has to be some other way of incentivizing other than just what kind of market research we have right now, what we think will get the most eyes on a show because it doesn't incentivize the best talent. And it, it either leans lopsided one way or the other. The this best is talent so much is, I know you guys, right now. you guys think it's very important that it be the best talent. And, and I'm not underestimating the, the value of having the best talent. But for instance, Star Wars didn't have the best talent. Um, a, a, a producer makes various calculations. A, a, a Brad Pitt may bring a certain... Uh, amount to the gross of the movie um, an unknown of of greater talent than Brad Pitt might he might think well these guys are so compelling that once they see this this will actually be even a stronger movie and it will and he's cheaper to hire and cheaper to hire whatever it is but there and you and you can't have an inferior talent because no matter how famous they are as we've seen a movie can totally flop if it's crappy so the movie has to be good and it has to also fill the seats, and it has to be commercial, and and it's and it's very um, unfair and brutal because that's why we have all these superhero movies now, right? Mm. Because because everything else is 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 a, a crapshoot, and people lose a lot of money that way. But we now but, live in an age where even if the movie is good, beautifully shot, well cast, well performed, it can still be turned into something, some some kind of um, uh, whatever a, a, a protest piece like the Joker movie is, is apparently about white incels it's well, a, I haven't it's, seen it's a, it's a, the it's Joker a, a war cry for white incels as a former white I, incel <laughs> I, it's not funny Hari <laughs> uh, so we got a little more time what? But no I'm getting late these days but there was a time when uh, <laughs> when you were very angry women. when I was extremely hostly, uh, hostile yeah. in my thoughts it never manifested itself in action but there was some there was some fantasies that you know that uh, that were that were not. Uh, peace, I think they peaceful. made a mistake casting <laughs> Quackin um, Phoenix well, instead of you. They should have done it. Well, what else is on your mind well, these days? Well, Black Boy out of time. I, I w can we can we get to his new book, uh, uh, Hari's new book, Black Boy out of time. It's said to be published in 2021. Have you finished writing the book? I'm still working on okay, it. Okay, because that's so. why it's said to be published in 2020. But yeah. you have a deal. I do, I do. Well, so what, what is this book, Black Boy Out of Time? Uh, it's a memoir. It's, uh, I'm talking mostly about how, where I was raised, how I grew up. My name is Hari because my mother um, is Hindu. Um, she converted when she was younger. She's black. My dad's Muslim. Um, and it's just about the, how I experienced race, gender, and sexuality, basically. Where'd you grow up? Cleveland. And yep, uh, your father's Muslim. Years, Ten years ago, my dad's Muslim. Is he like a woke guy in terms of uh, sexual stuff, or is that a friction with you? Uh, part of I your mean, memoir. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the. A lot of there was friction between both my parents. Um, I mean, we're on pretty good terms now, um, but it didn't really come from his religion. Um, both of them are converts, and they're both uh, converted converted from Christianity. So a lot of their thoughts around that. You religious that, yourself? No, not really. Uh, I still do certain holidays, things like that. But now we know you, we, so you, 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 you identify as non-binary, but we're, we, we still we're making assumptions here on your sexuality. No, I don't want to talk about his sexuality. He didn't, we didn't invite him on that. It's none of our business. Really, I don't want to talk about that unless he wants to talk about it. I don't think. Talk, I want to talk about. Let's just go with sexy. What? 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 Um, what are you gonna? What, so what are you talking about in the... So, so let me get back to my other question. What issues... Um, you write a lot about race. Mm -hmm. What are the other hot issues that are on your mind? Uh, I write a lot about um, gender, sexuality, um, and how those things interact. I think that blackness is a huge function of my queerness and my uh, gender. And so 
Um, a lot of my work is around how we talk about those things in racialized terms and not necessarily chopping it all the way up. I think when we, most people hear intersectionality, they're thinking like you have this identity plus this identity. Um, and so my work is about how those things interact. Do you hear a lot other. of, so, so you travel in a lot of like intersectional, in the intersectional milieu, is that how you say it, Jeff? Like, you know, um, various organizations and meetings and read the, the, the blogs and stuff. Um, do, no. do, do you find oh. a lot of anti-Jewish feeling in those places? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm a, a lot of folks who are um, in communities that I'm with are Jewish themselves. Um, yeah, but you know that people, that doesn't... Your personal no, no, yeah, I mean, not like my a, best friend is, but I'm so, you, you asked if I experienced way, that. No, I mean, because you see that every time a, a, a one of these protests, whether it's the... Uh, the Women's March or the Dyke March or Occupy Wall Street or whatever it is, anytime somebody wants to, to identify as being Jewish, it's a big controversy. Yeah, I mean, I, to answer your question, I haven't experienced yeah, I mean, I, I know that there's the, this huge conversation about whether um, critiquing Israel is an anti-Semitism. Well, careful. Those, <laughs> but, but yeah, th that's a conversation that comes up a lot. But there's that's definitely racism within the LGBTQ community because there's now a Black Pride Parade in London right. that my friends are telling me about and I, uh, black, you know, gay friends. And um, I was surprised. I thought, I, thought, well, I thought the LGBTQ community was pretty open and pretty supportive of yeah. everyone. And they said, no, it's a huge amount of racism people within that. People are people. Come on. I mean, you you did say that myth. something so about your queerness. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring it up, Noam. He did. <laughs> now, now, does queerness uh, distinct from gayness? So it's usually a matter of... Uh, queerness is more like a political identification. People who uh, claim queer, they're usually talking about how they operate in the world and like what issues that they also um, identify with, more so than just their sexuality, at least historically. For me, queerness... Um, like you said, gives me more room to also acknowledge that there is racism in a lot of LGBT spaces, um, and queerness is kind of a space outside of that where we can. Is it is it linked to the sexual sexuality? Because I used to DJ in the queer club scene back in London, and we were just club kids. We called ourselves queer club kids, but I was definitely only having sex with women. Yeah, I mean, it it can be. Queerness is more so about non-normative. So if I found my in to Hollywood, <laughs> this is it. I'm queer. I'm done. <laughs> what is wrong with you said you alluded to? What is wrong with saying if somebody thinks somebody suspects you being racist? What is wrong with saying are you crazy? Oh, half my friends are black. I say, oh, some of my best friends are black. Like that's become like a a, a accepted uh, cliche for a lame ex a lame defense. Because you can be friends with someone and still but, not like them. I mean, there are a lot of misogynists who have. <laughs> wives and girlfriends, and they hate that. They they still no, have people. They don't like them. But but so. uh, but but no. I, well, no. I I don't. I never understood this because probably if you hate black people, you don't spend a lot of time socially hanging out with black people. But and again, you, I mean, if racism's not hatred necessarily, or back to our earlier point, an overt disgust with someone, it can manifest in different ways, um, and so you can be racist. And still like to hang out with black people because that gives you some joy. Um, you like their culture or you like certain aspects of it, but that doesn't mean that you support them or you want to strip away no, the I may boundaries. I not support that, them. That, they right. may, they, but, 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 but hold it's, on. It's an evidential. Well, well, they don't have to. I don't have to support them to not be called a racist. You, they don't have to support Israel to 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 say that. I mean, I don't have to support them. I just have to treat them as as humans. I don't, have, I don't have to agree with their politics to be, to, is that, that the definition of race? If I, if I don't agree with your politics on race, that makes me a racist? No, I didn't say that. But I don't think that support means that you agree with someone all the time. I think support is... I could, what, what if I oppose them? What if I have a bunch of black friends and they're like, really, they really uh, support the racial quotas? And I'm like, no, you guys are idiots. I, I can't stand that you feel that way. It makes me crazy when you guys talk that way. Now, oh, you're a racist. I mean, is, is, that, is that what we've come to? It's okay, then, I just, then I'll just keep my opinions to myself, like most people do, because they don't want to be called racist. But, uh, I, but my, my only question. point is that I, I think that it's a natural thing if somebody's accusing you of having a particular feeling about Jews or blacks or gays. 
And if you say, well, no, actually, you know, look at the way I live. Right. Look but at look at look at who I socialize with. Look who I interact with. Um, and they say, well, that's 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 irrelevant. That's not proof in and of itself. It's right? it's, it's pretty it's strong relevant. It's evidentiary. No. I think it's, it's pretty evidentiary. That it should be. It's not ridiculous. I agree with them. It's not ridiculous to bring that up as a defense. It's not proof positive that you're well, not racist. Well, there can't be no. You're so trying to prove a negative. Right. I'm not something. If I say, if you accuse me of racism, and and I can provide evidence that my I have many black friends. That's it. At a minimum, what's better evidence than that's that? A, that's a minimum a good defense, if not proof positive. I, don't I mean, know. just to play positive. devil's advocate, um, John Wayne Gacy was like a church leading family man, and he had 17 dead bodies of children that he had buried under his house. So how well, he, he never claimed he never publicly. <laughs> How you behave publicly doesn't necessarily mean, I mean what you do. I mean, that's a sociopath, though. You're talking about a, Well, I'm a giving an extreme killer. example lives, just to illustrate a point. I'm talking about how you lives privately. outside the realm of, of, of normal you know, mindset and thoughts. I think when that usually comes up, it's because people bring that up as the only proof. What of, else can you and say? And it's after they've already been seen to be racist. And so Donald Trump bringing out... Uh, someone who one of his black cabinet members is not going to be proof enough. Yeah, they're because not friends. Donald Trump doesn't they? have a lot of black friends. But, <laughs> but even if he did, well, you've already seen how he's been racist in other ways. So you need more like, proof than that. So, so if, just bring up if, if someone has done something explicitly racist, yes, and and then and then they that the fact that they might have black friends is not going to absolve them of their racist action. But it is it is a, a reasonable uh, argument to make against the charge of racism. I agree with Hari. There's definitely a lot of people who are incredibly racist against black people who would say that they have lots of black friends. Because if you've ever heard Jamaicans talk about Africans, then you know there's plenty of people, plenty of people shitting on other black people. And Wait, it's mostly black Jamaicans community. talking about black Africans? Yeah, have you ever heard that? God, have you of ever, heard, I've heard, ever that. heard Koreans talk <laughs> no, about Chinese people? I have. I There's have. a huge amount of racism within the own within the, within the race itself. You know. You ever hear the old joke about I took my girlfriend to the Caribbean? Oh, Jamaica? No, no, no. She she went on her own volition. I mean, I, I have now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, the, 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 some of the worst racism I hear it comes from people of the of the same race towards you, towards you, people you from internal, a different. You internalize things. I, well, no, I no, is no great love for the Hasidic community. On Yom Yom Kippur, no less. I didn't say it. <laughs> I, I I mean, I I don't I don't. It's not that I don't like the Hasidic community. I just won't pretend that they're you know that, that I would want to that if my if my neighborhood became Hasidic I wouldn't want that and people would, why not because I don't want to feel like an outsider in my own neighborhood and I think that that sentiment is often called racism and it's not I don't I don't think it's racism when the black community uh, doesn't want all the white people gentr gentrifying Harvard, uh, Harvard, Har Harlem. Harvard. Uh, although they may, there's nothing they can do about it. But I mean, it's a, it's a free country. But I, I don't, I don't take that as them hating white people. That they want to feel that they live in the community they feel. And like I've said, like if if you're if you're if you're Italian and you're gonna uh, move to America, so you say, where am I gonna move to? Well, there's an Italian neighborhood here in Queens. Oh, great. I'm going to go live in that Italian neighborhood. That's, cons that's not racist at all, right? You want to go live in an Italian neighborhood if you're Italian? But then if the neighborhood starts turning Chinese and you don't want it to turn Chinese, oh, you hate Chinese people. No, I don't hate Chinese people. I still want to live in the Italian neighborhood. That's why I chose this neighborhood. I have nothing against Chinese people. You should do it again, but in an and, Italian and, accent so I can believe you know, that. <laughs> and, and it's called racism. Everything's called racism. Even, this, even the very normal thoughts that all decent people have, you know, is called racism and to the point where it loses its punch. And I think that's really Keith a bad casualty on, of the overuse of the word. What's that? Keith just walked in on point. Speaking of someone who calls racism all the time, it's Keith, well, Keith Robinson. <laughs> are you inviting him over to speak or are you I, just... Is there any way to stop him? Well, <laughs> no. don't even answer that. Keith, is no. it is it Keith is it is it racist to to, uh, to for black people to want to keep Harlem black? Is it racist to want to keep Harlem? No, it's no, it's not racist because they want to keep it black because they want to stay in Harlem. Right, they want to get pushed out. Well, it's, is it racist to want to live you know in a neighborhood of that you're that you that you're familiar with the people, your own people that you're comfortable with? Is that racism? 
if your if your neighborhood what are you trying to set me up for now? If, <laughs> if a bunch of Hasids ter- want to move into your neighborhood, are you are you cool with it? Uh, a bunch of what? Hasi, Hasidic people. You mean as in Jews? Yeah. <laughs> orthodox, orthodox. He doesn't see any difference between them. <laughs> a Jew's a Jew to keep. <laughs> anyway, I think I think. Well, do you agree, Hari? Uh, I don't know what I'm agreeing with. Do you agree that that um, that that it's not hate for somebody to want to live in a neighborhood or or be around people like themselves. I don't think it's inherently, but yeah. it could be. It could be. That's right. It could be. Well, I mean, you know, I live in a very um, diverse neighborhood. What does that mean? Diverse means a lot of Indians there. <laughs> oh, careful. Go ahead. What? But is it my, mostly my Indian? My wife is Indian. Go ahead. Is it she's mostly? only like 12% Indian. Okay, so go ahead. My <laughs> wife? No, she's 50%. <laughs> solid 50%. Is that, is that, wait, is that <laughs> from India or Native American? It's from it's India. From, from India. 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 Go ahead. So what, how, how, how do you like so, that? No, it's good. It's good? It's good to meet other people. Everybody should be forced to meet other people. I agree with that, So too. they don't, you know, have a narrow view of who people are. But, the reason why a lot of folks are scared of black folks and Latin people is because they never lived around. And they only get to see the bullshit that's on the news. Sure. That's true. How much do you tip usually? How much do I tip? <laughs> I tip, I over tip. Just to prove that I'm not a bad tipper. <laughs> that's well, it. that's he what Harry was saying. That <laughs> he wrote an article about tipping being racist. Well, I, I mean, I don't generally pick up coins... For a similar reason. When anybody's watching. <laughs> when people are watching. Dan is a horrific tipper. I've seen him No, tip. no, I'm quite a good tipper. No, I see you tip beforehand. Yes, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad tipper. I have a pre- I pre-tip. No, I, you pre-tip is bad. But I pre-tip very generously. It's a, but it's always a generous tip. Not according to me. Not, not In other words, my, my pre-tip is about 50% of the, of the charge of the meal. I, get, I, I eat free here because I do the podcast. So Pre-tipping is bad. Why is it bad? Because you know what they used to. Because if if they do a bad job, I can I can I can punish them the next time I'm here because I'm here regularly. No, but they used to in uh, Philadelphia the IHOP used to make all the black folks pay ahead of time. Yeah, but I'm doing it voluntarily. I'm not being forced to. Why they do that, Keith? Huh? Why they? I wonder why what they do did mean, that. What do you mean? Why? Why did they do that? Because they're racist. <laughs> All right. Well, well, it's nice that we brought it back to tipping. Yeah. It was very deftly handled, Noam. Has anybody seen, I just very briefly, and we don't have to spend too much time, has anybody seen Gary Goman's new special? I have not yet. I saw it. And he's got, it's called The Great Depression. It is about, he, Gary is one of, of course, our regular comedians. Do, are you familiar with his work, Gary? Mm-hmm. He's a regular comedian here at The Cellar, and he just came out with an HBO special called The Great Depression, where he discusses his battle, his ongoing battle, and his past battles with... The beast that is depression. Very serious clinical depression. It's it's excellent. I mean, I think that for anybody who has struggled with any sort of mental health or knows anybody who has, which is pretty much everyone. Oh, including our dear um, friend uh, Jeff Leach, which just proves that good looks cannot fend off depression. Yeah, I talk about depression quite a lot on the podcast. Well, then you must have seen no. Gary's new special. No, I have no desire to see anything that Gary Goldman puts out. I, don't, I, I think that the less... Easy, easy. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not kicking off beef. I'm just saying the less that I say about Gary Gorman, probably the better. I, uh, I don't... Uh, I like... I like someone who sticks by their principles and what they present as their public persona and what they're like on a one-to-one basis. And I don't think those two things match up with that man. So Okay, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend him... You can, yeah, absolutely. For, ...to say the following. That... I'm surprised that you, who have had your own uh, battles with keeping the proper frame of mind, Absolutely. don't give more latitude to someone else who may have reacted in a way that might have, may or may not have been appropriate when they were having this, the issues that you understand. Absolutely. And you should just let it go. Absolutely. I, do, I have let it go. I don't, I don't walk around, you know, I don't have a... I don't like Gary Gorman banner that I tote it around everywhere. But if people are going to ask me a question about him, then I'll be honest. I say I don't. I, the, you know what my issue is? Is I, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life because of my depression, because of mental illness, because of being a fucking idiot. In all honesty, 
And when I do something yeah, that's wrong... That's what Gary said about you, actually. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be right. And But what you do is you own up for it and you try not to make those same mistakes again. I think um, physically intimidating and threatening other people within your career and then passing yourself off as an oracle of advice for new comics, I think doesn't match up for me. That's, that, that doesn't, I, doesn't match I, up I, for me. I, so really, I wish I'm, him I'm, great I'm, success, I'm, but I, it's not for me. You know, Jeff... You know? It doesn't sound like you wish him great success. It's, no, I That do, sounds kind of like the homeless guy telling me, God bless you, when I wouldn't give him Gary a dollar. Gary Goldman doesn't give a fuck what I think. He's got a new special out. He's in the Joker movie. He's doing just fine. He's okay. He's great. He's doing right. great. It's, it's, none of, it's none of my business, and I just... I, it, it bothers me that... Um, I don't know. I don't want to air that dirty laundry, and I just feel like people should let things go sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. move on. Well, so. I had no idea that this there was issues between you. I, I thought you... Had surely, would surely enjoy a special that deals with things that you've dealt with. I probably would. I think he's a very talented comedian. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not questioning his I'm not questioning his ability. I'm just, I'm just it, saying that it doesn't. I, I don't want to invest in, in a certain energy lane. Into something I, I would that say that in a certain lane that he's in, nobody can touch him. He's he's that good. Um, but he can touch other people, though. <laughs> All right. Hey. I there mean, you go. it's it's. It's phenomenal. I think as I know, like I have a lot of people very close to me who have committed suicide or have struggled, like with really. I'm not serious. surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, you can might we just be. For the record, Harry did not support that statement. He was very against um, that joke. I mean, it really is. Um, it's 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 really phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it is good. I I, I recommend everybody everybody it, watch Noam? it. Uh, I, I saw it. I, I went to I, the taping. I, I I had to leave. I, I'm up, the last seven minutes I haven't been through yet. Actually, I had to stop. I have to resume it. Too depressing. Tonight. No, <laughs> it's, it is really good. Yeah. And it and it's um, you know, I think comedians have been struggling with trying to find a, a an original way to present their hours, as it were, mm -hmm. and um and he found a way. And that, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Well, it's it's like Hannah Gadsby. I mean, she... Well, you know, I, I spoke favorably about Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, you I were a big a fan of, of Han Hannah Gadsby's special as well because she spoke of her uh, issues with uh, uh, homophobia. And it wasn't necessarily funny all the time. It was interesting, and sometimes it was funny. I, I, but it I, also catapulted her to a level of fame far beyond that which most comics will ever achieve. Yeah, just I, just being funny is not enough anymore. You need to be thought. You have to be well. either thought provoking or I don't know. But but just, just being white and funny is definitely not enough anymore. No, you know, know. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco managed to uh, he's funny become super famous, not because he's necessarily. I don't know if he's unique or I haven't. No, I'm not he's familiar. Unique. He he's pretty unique. unique. He's I, really good. I'm, I'm not familiar with his work. I just know that he's famous and he doesn't talk about depression. Dude, you don't sell out Madison Square Garden based on your YouTube videos if there's not some substance there. This guy never had a TV show. This guy, this is just, this is a viral talent selling out Madison Square he's Garden. He's incredibly when talented. I, when I was a kid, Paul McCartney was one of the only people who could sell out Madison Square Garden. It's amazing. Stevie Wonder had trouble selling out well, the garden. Well, the, the point is, is he didn't do it with necessarily with thought-provokingness, I don't think. I think so he I, I did think it what, another way. he did at the MTV Awards or the VMAs was was in itself thought-provoking by poking fun at, you know, the, at the, at the uh, overt PC, liberal left, uh, safe that, space that didn't, that didn't go over so well with it the It didn't go so well, but for everyone who didn't like that, for, for the outraged uh, Twitter mob that didn't like it, guarantee it sold him a huge amount of tickets across the country and other places. And it also started a conversation. I don't think he's hateful of people's uh, ability to find safe spaces. I don't think that's who he is. I think he was, you know, poking fun at how overtly we've swung from one one side of the spectrum to the other. You know, that's that's what I think. And I didn't necessarily love all the jokes, but I could see the point behind it. It was still thought provoking in itself. Okay. Well, Hi. Uh, Hari, I feel like we didn't engage you enough. I think you seem we like a, a nice enough. person. <laughs> well, I, I almost said the wrong no, thing. No, seem like you a nice know, person. As you know, our our podcast has to include. Uh, comedic issues of the comedy seller, uh, you know. So, um, and Harry, of course, is welcome to participate in those. But but we we do cover a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, I, so, I would like hard to meet Coleman, or my, my friend Coleman. Well, I have Hughes. that written you down on my on my sheet. <laughs> I have it written down on my sheet. What? Um, 
which we didn't get to. And okay, thoughts on our friend Coleman Yu's article, The Case for Black Optimism. How much is left to overcome? But we're out of time. Well, yeah. But you know what we should do? You know what? I'm going to send you that article. Have you read that I'll article? I'll send you the studies. What's that? I'll send you the it studies. Says, and you send me the studies. And then maybe have you, you can come on again if, you, if you'd feel welcome to. Um, and... Um, uh, Talk talk about uh, the article if you want. Are you to. familiar with Coleman Hughes? I feel like I've heard that. He name. testified before Congress against reparations. No, not against. See, that's not. He did not. That's how it got. Um, that's what the headline was. But he actually, that was not actually accurate. He opposed certain aspects of reparations and supported other aspects of them. He said that anybody who lived through Jim Crow ought to get reparations. Anybody who was directly impacted by Jim Crow, he feels should get reparations. So just to be accurate. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, but that, he's that guy, the young, the young guy who spoke up there. So with, anyway, uh, he's, uh, he, he uh, feels I mean, that... Uh, is he white or man of color or is he... He's black. He is black. black. He's half... Burgess Holmes. I believe he has some uh, Latino... Uh, but black. Black. Uh, he's a black-skinned with, and, and the descendant of an American descendant of slaves on, on his father's from, side, on his mother's side. I, I think... He is uh, Hispanic, but I'm not sure. Yes, but Hispanic black. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, but he might have some native blood in him as All right. well. All right, Dan. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, you're like, you're like, a, na- you're like a Nazi. <laughs> not like a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he's an anyway, octomaroon. He's a, he's a uh, <laughs> by the way. Who, who, else, who else divides people up that way? But you see, where, see, this is where the movement is going. It's, lit- if you, it's, it's like it's, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to be over the top. They are literally going towards dissecting race the way the Nazis did. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's really heading in that direction. It's, it's not madness. Enough, it's, not enough, it's not enough to be um, it's not enough to be concerned with an end goal of progressive equality. It's now you have to be put into a different subsection. You're only allowed to support that subculture. Because that's frustrating. Because black people were doing that to Coleman. Fair enough. They, he's they, a black guy. They were they were divide, They were trying to figure out what percentage. Well, they, was they, this, they, they were trying that. to figure out whether he was an American descendant of slaves. No, yeah. they, they they're calling his mother. I mean, nobody did that with Obama. Is he black enough to have a voice on this issue? That's the, that's the Absolutely. question. Well, everybody should have a voice on every he's issue. A, he's a, um, we believe that here anyway, that everyone should have a voice on every issue. For example, Noam is not Asian, you might have noticed. And yet he just came out with a new book, Inadmissible, Why Asian <laughs> Students Are Being Turned Down at America's Elite Colleges and Universities and Why It's the Most Important Issue of Our Times. It is an important issue. Available right. from uh, Harvard University Press. In 2020. I'm going to tell you why it's an important Such issue yet title. again. It is an important issue because Asians are the number one immigrant group, more than Mexicans, more than uh, uh, Central Americans, Asians. And if we are going to encourage more and more Asians to come to this country, we cannot limit them when they score well on their SATs. That's nuts. Being punished for it's achieving like, and working yeah, hard. We, before, before they're American citizens, we this say, is a come to the, the country, it doesn't matter. I don't care how hard they work and how, how high they score, they'll never get as, as much pussy as Jeff Leach. <laughs> Even among Asians. <laughs> okay, good night, everybody.